Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Libations Friday underway, and it's great to be here. I'm Jeff. That is Tom, Director Matthew, in the house as well. Hope you're doing well, everybody. Hang in there. Won't have to wait too much longer. That is the one downside about the night games is you you end up uh, you get to watch the other games, which is great. But man, when it's a big one like this, if you're playing a bum, whatever. Oh, we'll we'll get to our game. But when you're playing your arch rival, it's it's tough. Even if they've resembled a bum a lot. Yeah. And they have. Oh, they have. They have. Uh, the thing is, it's like when we talk about a team that's not playing well, a team you should beat, your favorite to beat on the road, a team that I described earlier this week as begging for an ass-kicking. Uh, even if all that is true, one thing is usually also true about both Florida State and Miami, even when they're down. It's not like you look at that team and say, well, they resemble Boston College. And what I mean by that, or Georgia Tech recently, or you know teams like that where you go, they just don't have any dudes, or they, the, the two dudes they have really stand out because everybody else thinks. Usually there's a, there's a bunch of other stuff, other things that are happening to cause that. So, you know, you could look at, um, you know, certain guys for Miami, and you would probably, I think, you'd start with that defensive line is where you'd go. You'd, you'd go right there, and you would say to yourself, oh, you know, whether that's even a reserve like Leonard Taylor, like you know, a guy like that. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's Harvey, their guy. Jackson, all, you know, you would look at guys like that and you'd say, okay, well, all right, they've got a couple of guys that you like. But it gets dicey after that. It really does. And they haven't played well. And so I, I, I think that's important. Sometimes we forget that it's not always, uh, you know, we can look at a metric, take that, run with it, Talk about how that works against, but watch the team play. Watch how they've played, whether it be this last game they played, the game before, the game before, the game before. They had not looked good. They have pockets where they play okay. You and I were talking about them against Virginia Tech, a 20 to 14 win, a uh, game in which they did not cover, much to our chagrin. Um, yeah, but 17 nothing at half. That's the best half of football I thought they played all year. But they got off to a good start, you know, a really good start, and then decided to. Uh, to half step in the second half, and uh, next thing you know, they were never in danger of losing that game. But this would be my point: they didn't sustain anything. You haven't really seen them sustain anything for very much, uh, for 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 any length of time. Excuse me. And so I, I just, I think when Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports last hour, you know, he picked Florida State. He said if Van Dyke plays, he thinks it's kind of close. I, that's his heart, man. I don't think he believes that. He knows that is their only chance, but. They have been a 
team that commits a ton of penalties. They love to turn the football over. They turn guys loose in the secondary. Their offensive line has been wildly inconsistent at best. They don't have a dominant running game to speak of. They can't protect their quarterback. There are no freakish athletes that change the scoreboard quickly. They, there's just not a lot. It's been really strange what's happened to Jalen Knighton, who was a game-breaker last year, and, and he had a good game against Texas A&M early on. Lee was correct to cite those stats where they go on the road and they run for 175, but you know that's not as impressive now looking at A&M and knowing mm-hmm. what we know about Jimbo's squad now and what Ole Miss, for example, did to them on the ground last week, which is run at will. But Knighton, I thought, was going to be one of their featured players, and Parrish is their starting running back. Henry Parrish, the transfer. Yeah. And what's weird about that, by the way, Tom, with Knighton, it's not just like you might say, well, you know, he's had ball security issues, so they went with Parrish because they don't have to worry about him fumbling the ball. Yeah, but also Knighton's averaging less than four yards a carry. It's 3.8 yards a carry. He's not exactly kicking well, ass when he does get it. A lot of their running game is, is a long developing play. You know, it's it's maybe a pulling guard or tackle. And they don't run as quick as we do. They're not as good at it. That's one thing that this staff was good at even when we didn't have offensive linemen is you would generate a lot of quick hitters, explosive plays, and you would trade the negatives for those explosives because we didn't have anything else to work with. So we just kind of cut our losses and said, we're going to hit on a big one, keep going, keep chopping down at the defense. Well, Miami, when they run it, they just look like their feet are made of cement blocks. It's ridiculous how slow it is. And that's where something I look forward to seeing Fabian Lovett tomorrow taking advantage of things like Let's that. Let's go. Fabian, this is a this is something that we we've discussed a little bit this week. But I think it's also when we talk about matchups and we analyze player for player who's what, who has an advantage, we 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 do that. But again, if you if you pull back and look at the bigger picture here, you think about what remains of the season. And you've had a couple of guys miss significant time that I think probably have eyes towards the National Football League. And that is a big deal because this is a primetime game and a lot of scouts will be watching because they'd watch any four-state Miami game just for the sheer number of athletes that are typically on the field. Right now, I know some years are a lot better than others. We get it. But they'll be watching. If you're going to have a game, a showcase game, a moment, a highlight game, it'd be a good time to do it. If Fabian walks out of here... With you know, three tackles for loss, seven total, and a sack or something like that. I mean, yeah, have yourself a night, man. Jared Verse, I'm sure, would like to have a huge game in prime time. Everybody would, but it's especially valuable for a guy who's trying to maybe think about bouncing to the NFL at the end of this year. Look, Jermaine Johnson was dominant on the road against Clemson last year. Yeah, but when they got to the draft, what's the game that they circled and showed all the highlights from? Or most Miami. Of it was the Miami game. Yeah. And he was an absolute beast that afternoon last year. And it was the one that cemented it from opening the game with early pressures to the forced fumble in the backfield to the play on third down that forced Miami to punt and set up the opportunity for a fourth and 14, the pursuit from one side of the field to the other side. It was an incredible play and one that will live in lore and ought not be forgotten because it is at the very core of what we love about kids who care deeply, and that is the no-quit, the effort, the wherewithal to understand the importance of getting them into that situation so you have a chance. But even though he did things like that against Notre Dame on opening night, which Mm -hmm. that was Monday night, the whole world was watching. Yeah. It's all the Miami game. That's what you saw in those clips, those mashups, when he was drafted, when he was talked about in the lead-up to the draft. So, yeah, they know that, and it's awesome. There's a lot of self-motivation on top of team motivation tomorrow. You love when there's all that kind of incentive. Well, and remember, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny. We, we've talked about Mike Norvell and what's at stake for him and how when we went down there, he didn't get a chance to go. He had COVID. 
and uh, a hellish hellish night for him, as he as he described. You know, this is a chance. It's a big moment for the coaching staff because you think back to you know their run over the last two years. There are a lot of question marks, the good and the bad, and everything in between that we speak about on a regular basis. Whether it's the War Chant message boards, this show, Wake Up War Chant, you name it, article after article, it's all. I mean, we've all had this debate. But for Mike, he's in a pretty good position right now if they take care of business. He's in a good position to have a good season, to kind of turn the corner with those that are still in doubt, but also to win over recruits here, to win two straight against an arch rival. These records matter against your in-state rivals, and they matter for the fan base and the boosters and alumni immensely, and all coaches that go on to have a really good run here or at least have a chance to certainly at some point have a signature moment, a signature game, an opportunity to kind of get a leg up on those that you seek to recruit against player for player, year to year and this is another one of those opportunities well you win this one you can claim that you know in the games i've been on the sideline for against miami i'm 2-0 and and that would be a rightful claim but i hope that this night on that field <laughs> resembles the one two years ago insofar as the margin on the scoreboard it's just that it's flipped i think you've got an opportunity to be rhett lashley on the sideline doing chest bumps with your players mm-hmm, you know because mm-hmm. of Shots down the field. And and I love this game for that reason, too, a rivalry game, because there are times when in the second half it feels like we've taken our foot off the gas. That's in previous weeks. Obviously, Georgia Tech it was a slow start. There is no reason to slow down for for anything tomorrow night, whether it's the ba- if you get the backups in, if you're lucky enough to be in that position. Everybody should be going full 100% at all times because you want to run it up on your rival. I like that mentality that, that yeah. lends itself towards we're not satisfied at 14 nothing or 17 to 3. We're not satisfied in the third quarter, halfway through if we're lucky enough to get it to a place and good enough to get it to a place where it's 31 to 10. Uh-uh. No, we're not done yet. Don't put me off this field. I want 38. I want 45. I want 50. I hope that that's what we see tomorrow. It would be um foolhardy to to decide to just kind of play it out. I I I think I do believe and I think that our attitudes have shifted over the years. There was a time where sportsmanship, and I'm not talking about dirty play or anything like that. I'm talking about managing numbers, managing scores, and, and just moving on after you have a win. I, I don't think in in the era where you're trying to impress people, committees, and the like, I don't even really think it's a thing anymore. Now, not that Florida State's going to make the playoff. You know what I mean. But you have to re- impress recruits all the time. You have to make definitive statements whenever you can. And I think all the coaches kind of get it now. They're like, well, listen, you got to play well, because if you're not, most teams are going to do what they have to do. They're gonna they're gonna make those statements. I mean, they're competing around every turn for NIL dollars. They're competing for recruits. They're competing for uh, those that that you know rank teams and all of that. A rivalry game anymore. If you can paste your rival, I you've got to do it, especially down there in front of those recruits. Oh, you do it. You well, beat that ass. What's notable too is he's pushed that button this season against Boston College. He said, "My challenge to the team was to dominate this opponent." Some coaches don't like that word. You know, they say stick in the process, just oh, do your no. job, oh, and, no, and no. you know, at the end of the day, it, it's, the result will take care of itself. He said before the BC game, I want to see you dominate an opponent. Well, that should be the message for tomorrow. Come on. It, you don't get a chance against Miami to do something like this that often, so let's take advantage of it. I, I you know, when, when they asked me my prediction, I said, I think I said 41-17, Florida State. If Florida State's in a position to do that, Oh man, I would there be anything that makes you more giddy than you're up? I don't know, whatever you're up, uh, 
34 to, to 10. And it's the start of the fourth quarter. And you've got the ball on your 30. And we're five wide. <laughs> like, here we go. Let's, I mean, would you just not smile ear to ear? Or would you be like, well, that, that's not necessary? Or you go one wide out of what looks like goal line eye, eye back personnel, eye formation, play action over the top. That's fun. As one Fisher did. Yes, he did. Jimbo Fisher. Yes, he did. At Clemson. Yeah. Well, that was funny. And it also led to a kid getting blown up. It did. I mean, that is, um, that was ruthless. That was out of the end zone, that play was called. Yeah. That is, oh, I see it. The opportunity. It is afoot. We have a chance to do some things here. I remember sitting behind. That was the only time I was in that press box for that game. I went up to go get a couple refreshments. And I was sitting behind. It was like a high school desk they had set up. And Andy Staples was there. And he goes, oh, oh, no. Like, <laughs> Are you, t- you talking about after the, uh, the O'Leary trucking? It, well, no, not, that, that was a different play. But, um, no, this that's was, the play action that's down to him when he just blows that kid up. That is that's a different drive. Okay, but this is the yeah, the play action out of the end zone that should have gone for a touchdown. We get tackled, whatever it was. How how long was that play? Huge play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we were that press box is right there on in that part of the field, so the end zone's in front of you. So you see the fake, and as it's happening, a national rider with no dog in the fight, Gator grad, if anything. Yeah. Oh no. Goes. Oh no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that great, Jimbo? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Well, full throttle, man. Full throttle. And I would suggest... That's, yeah, I want Joe Tess tomorrow on yeah. the call because he's on the call tomorrow. He goes, yeah. oh, no. Well, and I would hope that, uh, you know, it, it's not... I think the message that we're talking about sending and, and, and the attacking mindset that we're discussing with Florida State has to do with all of these remaining games. Really, all of them. Graduate. Graduate to the next level. Present your case that you are... Firmly moving forward with a, a, a different way of being and thinking and acting. You are no longer mired back here in uncertainty. You're a good team trying to be great. You know, that's that's what you should be revealing to the college football world and your opponents on a regular basis. But maybe to yourself. Maybe convincing yourself along the way. Those kids have put in the work. They've, they've worked tirelessly. They've worked hard together. They've suffered setbacks, but they've also had some nice moments. Go get your reward. I talk about that all the time. Football's a very, very difficult game. It is a game of countless amounts of sacrifice. A lot of these guys toil in the offseason uh, for hours on end just to get their body ready for the punishment that's going to come in the fall. And obviously they sacrifice for each other. They sacrifice a lot of good times being a collegiate student by not going out and doing the things that their uh, fellow students are doing because they've got to be in the best possible shape, because they have to be prepared uh, for the brutality of a football season. Your reward is to take the big step forward for all those sacrifices and become something that you're not right now, which is you have a chance to be very, very good moving towards great. And then the opportunities abound for you, both at the next level, because you're playing high, more high-profile games, you're having greater success, you get more opportunities in terms of what kinds of bowls you go to, potentially a college football playoff game. I mean, there's all these things that you're working towards. Your reward for all of that is to take advantage of these chances. And, yeah, I mean, with Miami, there's a whole lot of vitriol there to boot. There's, a, a, Yeah, of course you want to beat their ass because they're Miami. But it's also getting your just due. You've put yourself in this position. Go do it for all of these games. Go beat Syracuse's ass after this. I mean, there's all of these things, of course. I, I just want that to be the familiar, like, oh, man, they've graduated. Here we go. 
this is a different team. I want this to set the bar for what kinds of conversations we're having in the offseason. Like, oh, man, okay, so now they've put their best foot forward. Now they've announced with great certainty that they're good. Can they get to great? Well, we've got to fill this hole, this hole, this hole. But with a season like that, there are a lot of transfer portal guys that are looking going, hey, I like what's going on there. There's no question about where they're headed. They are clearly moving in the right direction. Right now, I think you probably have a lot of people that say, yeah, they're better. They're better, but I, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't think they're on the cusp of being great. Go convince them that you are by getting these wins. It's Jeff Cambridge Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Everybody's got a chicken sandwich these days. You know that. Sometimes you think, which one should I try? Well, I'd go with Zaxby's signature sandwich. It's a huge, huge piece of chicken. Three thick cut pickle chips to go with on a split top bun. And the Zaxby's sauce, which is good. Big, delicious, only at your neighborhood Tallahassee Zaxby's. Your Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Golden Chief booster for 17 years. Ganoles. Uh, Jermaine Johnson was asked about during that last segment. I did not get to the answer. His best game happened in early October against the Steelers, in which he had three solo tackles, an assist, and a sack. Uh, But on the year, he has not been the starter. He has just eight tackles this season and one and a half sacks. So he's, he's been a backup, and I have not checked as of late, but he hasn't. He's played. Uh, but he hasn't played a ton since early October, so I don't know if he's banged up. I got to double check. Mel Kiper is what he is, and he's not what he's not. I understand this, but Jermaine, uh, Jared Verse rather uh, was listed at his I think number twenty five player mm-hmm. in his latest college football player rankings ahead of the draft. One of the interesting things he said was that Verse could either play defensive end or stand up linebacker, and I don't know why we always have to do that. I understand that in our scheme you might not have your hand in the dirt, but I don't know that Jared could play that position, per se, as a stand-up linebacker. I think you want him rushing the passer, doing what he does, getting on tackles and putting them on their butts. He's also going to get bigger, too. So I think he'll get to, like, 265 or whatever in that range. Um, And he's kind of close to that now. And then he's got that power. He's got that violent punch uh, right to the chest plate. He did it again this past weekend. Yeah, he usually unleashes that beast at least once or twice a game, and then he's got the speed to get around, uh, f- slow-footed tackles especially. You see that happen. He just runs right past him. Uh, and he's got pretty good bend. I think he could get better there, but you know he's, he's still working on his moves. That's a guy that is being drafted for the upside. He's young, and he's just really powerful in that body type plays. So I do think um, 
It's not surprising to see him projected. It sucks for us. I thought we were going to get more than a freaking season out of the kid, and he's been banged up this year for us too. Now, we'll see. Maybe maybe, maybe the pros don't think what uh, he thinks, but I mean... I, you if know. they don't, it's because bad things happen the next four weeks. So hopefully this is an absolute moot point. At the end of our stretch run here, we finished 9-3 and three on the season. Jared goes wild starting with tomorrow. And it, it's just it is what it is. And you say, all right, look at that. Two in a row. Defensive ends out there in the netherworld. Come to Florida State. This is what we do. We get you paid. Well, I think you're going to be able to do that regardless, either this year or next. But, yeah, you're right. I, I, it's important to be able to do that. And um, I, I just that is the area that I'm most buoyed by because consistently they have proven that they can evaluate that player well, get that player in, get him to buy in, have success, and raise stock. And if you do those things, players will flock to your program. And now, if you do those things and you win football games uh, at, at a much higher clip, then, yeah, you probably get an even greater haul. And we have NIL money to work with, so okay, you got roster retention to take care of, but you also have the ability to go out and identify four or five kids. I'll be very fascinated. Uh, you know, I brought this up a little over a week ago. I know of two players that have been uh, identified that are in another conference that are kids from the state of Florida that are playing elsewhere. And, you know, there may be an effort to get them to come on home. And I'd be interested to see, though, because. A, I think it's going to depend on how we finish the year and how the team they currently play for finishes the year because the team that um, one of the teams that they play for is playing pretty well. So, well, we just got to make sure that we maximize our budget and allocate it where we need to. That's the whole thing for this offseason is making sure that you support Rising Spear, we all support Rising Spear, and then Rising Spear supports football. And then football. And then some more football. That's what I would hope. I don't know how you could see it any other way. I mean, how foolish would it be to want to squander this money in the era where in order to compete, you do have to have packages ready, financial packages ready for the best players. Uh, surely they understand the economic impact of Florida State being successful on the, on the gridiron. Surely they do, yes. And how that then positively affects some of the other programs that some people maybe want those funds to go to. You want to argue about trickle down in the economic that's form? That's a you different can. deal. But when it comes to the hierarchy of sports and the amount of money that's generated through <laughs> yeah, college sports, that is inarguable. That is inarguable, yeah. folks. Uh, it's football, and that's where we need to be. All right. Well, I'm getting ready to uh, house my mom again this week, so you're gonna have Man, to. Yeah, I think you had one blemish last week. Is again, that right? In those five games. I think it was ugly. I, well. Director Matthew will he'll know. Yeah, he'll tell us. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. We'll call her, and then I will um, it, just widen this lead. It could. Uh, can I get it to twenty games? Can I get it up to twenty games? Oh, I'm like what I want Mike Norvell to be this weekend. Ruthless. You don't just stop once you're up big. You keep building, building, and humiliating whenever you can. When there's nothing else to climb. You keep climbing. <laughs> there's, well, what do I climb? Oh my goodness. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Midtown on Thomasville Road and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com.
always fun on Friday. Really, anytime you hear that particular tune, but that does usher in another opportunity here. And I say opportunity. That's uh, mom, you're gonna have to at some point take this opportunity to climb back in uh, to this season long competition because as of right now, it's not going so well. I have to uh, tell on her a little bit. She used a four-letter word when she described her performance to date this season. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, well, it's been a weekly uh, tutorial uh, from her son about how to pick football games. I mean, that's how this has gone. Go ahead. And now for another edition of The Family Pick, Nick. Go to your room! Mama, the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. So, Mom, uh, I think I went 4-1 and one last week against you, including uh, getting the win with uh, Seattle over the Giants. The Saints, uh, I also had, uh, what were the other games? I know. We Mr. Unlimited. I will tell you, you won the Denver-Jacksonville game. Yes, I did. You, you won the New Orleans Raiders game. Oh, I, I didn't just win that game. They shut. They shut the Raiders out. I don't. I'm telling you, you won the New England Jets game easily. I won the Washington Indy game. You did. Yeah, praise the Lord. Um, and let's see here. Is there another one? Seattle and the Giants. I t- I took Seattle. Oh, okay. I've, uh, that's on here somewhere. Well, anyway, I I'm telling you. I just said. I told Tom. I said. I, I told. I did. Go easy. I know, I know, I know. I won't say the word I said, but anyway, it begins with an S. And I said that's how bad I have done so far this year. And he he laughed. He goes, "Well, it's a good thing you weren't on the air then." Yeah, <laughs> oh, it runs in the family. Yeah, you're, that's true. You're down. You're down eleven. You're down eleven. Isn't that the most ridiculous thing ever? But as I remember, was it last year or the year before? I was down a lot, and I came back, and I think I only lost by not much. There was this one year where I think I had a robust 11 to 13 game lead and you're right like the last week of the season you rallied all the way back to pull within one or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's accurate. I I know it. So I know there's still hope for me and the Bucks. I don't know there might be more hope for me than the Bucks, but no I'm not saying that. I know I really I I think the Bucks are going to get their act together. All right. Well, let's go through this. Let's have fun with it. I'm excited about the games this week and it is uh, I you know, I I'm going to assume that you had the Eagles last night as I did. Yes, I did. But you know, that game at least halfway through, I thought the Texans hung in there pretty good with them. They did. I took the Texans plus 14 and covered. So I oh, won my gambling wow. bet, but I also won the pick em in the contest. So that's good. Yeah, we're good. Um, all right, here we go, Mama. I'm start with these one o'clock games. You ready? Yep. The Chargers are facing the Falcons in a tricky game on the road. Uh, yeah, I took Atlanta. I don't know about these Chargers. I know I like their quarterback, but they're struggling. And well, so is Atlanta, but I think Atlanta's starting to get their act together a little bit. It's all about matchups. I'll take the Chargers here to take out the Falcons. We're already one different. Here oh, we go. Lord. Uh, Dolphins are at the Bears. Yeah, I'm taking Miami. Me too. Carolina Panthers are at Cincinnati. Oh, oh that's right. Okay, um... I took Cincinnati. Yep. Packers are at the Lions. Now, you know, I think this game 
is is could, I think the Lions could beat the Packers. I think they could too, but I am not picking them. I know, I know. I didn't pick <laughs> them either. I don't have any nerves. <laughs> I, I really do think that they could. They could. I hope they do. Screw Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I, anyhow, I hope I hope they do too because they both lose, so it won't matter. Yeah. Well, anyhow, we both took the Packers. Uh, the Raiders, who are awful, face the Jags, who are awful. I know. I could, that isn't. Could there be a worse game? Mm. Um. Well. I took the Raiders. I'm torn I, here. I'm really torn. I think I these two I'm teams. I'm very torn too, but I just think the Raiders have more more people that can make plays if they will. I'm going to agree with that and take the Raiders as well, but it's uh, ooh, I don't like that game, and I won't watch it. Um, uh, me neither. I hope it's not on. Yeah, Colts at Patriots. Oh, um, I'm taking New England. Me too. Bills at Jets. Bills. That might be the easiest pick of the day. And watch the Jets win. I'm taking the Bills as well. Vikings at Commanders. Oh, yeah. Now, you know those com- You know how I like those commanders. <laughs> 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 and they did, they did. They came through for me. They were your lone uh, win. I know. I know it. But I am taking Minnesota. Me too. The Seahawks, who are the surprise of the NFL this year, taking on a disappointing Arizona Cardinals team. I know it. I took Seattle. I'm taking Arizona. Are you really? Yeah, a little bounce back there. I'll take Arizona. They're in desperation mode here. Well, I think they, they get the win. They are in desperation, but anyway, okay. All right, here it comes down to it, Mama. Two bitterly disappointing teams, the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I know. I doesn't bother me about the Rams one bit, but I am. it does bother me about our Buckaroos. I am picking the Bucks. I am taking the Bucks as well, and oh. I, I'm not sure I believe. That's a good omen. <laughs> I guess. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a coin flip, but I think the Rams are really in trouble. The Bucks are too, but maybe less so. Uh, Titans at Chiefs, great game. That is a great game. I'm taking Kansas City. I, I mean, I think Tennessee, it's another one of those ones where I think they could definitely win, but I just kind of think they're playing at Kansas City, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, I took KC. Hard not to. Uh, and finally, Ravens at Saints. Sneaky good game. Yeah, I took Baltimore. I'm going to take the Saints. How about oh, that? We, really? Yeah. I think this. All right. What's your logic on that one? So, first of all, you know, I took the Saints against the Raiders last week and they shut out the Raiders. I think the Saints have a very good defense that is just starting to get healthy and play better. And I think they're competent enough right now on offense. And I just. I, I'm picking the Saints to go on a run here. I think the Saints could win the division. Really? Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, look, the Bucks are terrible. I don't think the Falcons are any good. I would pick the Saints over the Falcons. Uh, I mean, so there you go. Well, we'll see. All right, so we have three different. We have the Atlanta Chargers game, the Seattle-Arizona game, and the Baltimore-New Orleans game. Yeah, and admittedly, I'm taking an underdog there. It's just I'm playing my hunch on the Saints right now. I think they're starting to get it together, so. Uh, there we go. Okay, well, if you bet that, you better hopefully you get some points. <laughs> <laughs> You're figuring out how the betting works, are you, Mama? Uh, no, I'm not. I have no clue, but I just think that you're going to need some. Okay, well, I love you, and have a great day. I love you too, sweetie. You have a great weekend. Now, you, listen, you guys play Miami? That's right. At Miami? Yes. Holy smokes. How do you think that's going to go? We're going to blow them out. Is that right? Yeah, Miami sucks. Oh, okay. See, I haven't seen any of their games, so I don't have any idea. Oh, well, that's wonderful. (laughs) 
I hope so. I hope so too. Uh, now that I say it, you know. Good weekend. All right, bye, mom. Happy birthday on the air to my fantastic grandson Bryce Lowell Cameron. Yes, yes, it is. I already wished him one. He's gotten two now. That's good. So okay, that's good. Well, I sent him a polo and I uh, got last night. So anyway, all right. All right, bye, mom. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Oh man, that is a grandparent's gift if I've ever heard one. What a polo. Not a shirt. It's a Marco Polo. It's an oh, app. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's an app. I thought you said I'm a Polo. No. Um, no, it's a Marco Polo. It's an app that we all have connected to, and we all can Polo each other. It's basically a video text. I just like how, as you get older, you appreciate the Polo more. You know, as a teenager, you're like, a shirt? Oh, yeah. Give me yeah. a shirt. A nice I don't polo, even like man. to wear a collared yeah. shirt. Yeah. Give me a shirt. Right. And then you get into... For me, my early 30s, I go, ooh, thank yeah, you. That's a sure. good gift. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like this polo. I think the thing that you liked most that I've ever given you were those two nice uh, collared golf shirts. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, I mean, what, we've given each other some nice things, In but I future. remember. I, I, well, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think, honestly, I remember your face when I gave you those two nice golf shirts. You're like, all right. You were really happy. <laughs> that made me laugh. Oh, man. Yes, my mom. I sent him a polo. I do think it's funny that you assumed that it was a shirt, but that, that is fair. I said to Bryce last night, pick the restaurant. In addition to you getting the gifts or whatever, you can go anywhere you want to go. Golden Corral. And I said, where do you want to go? And uh, he said, I don't know any of these restaurants, Dad. I just, and I said, no, no. I was, I'm like, the, like, pick a nice restaurant. I don't know what the restaurants are that have the things besides I love Mexican food, but I'm like, we go to El Jalisco's all the time. Go pick something else. Nothing wrong with it. But Football, pick that is. Sorry. But he says that. Don't you dare do that. So then he says, uh, he's like, well, I don't know how to do it. And then I finally said, listen, you want steaks? You want Italian? You want seafood? You want Mexican? You want Chinese? What do you want? Let's go. And I'll, I'll pull up a list. It's just funny. Kids are like, well, I mean, if you or I were told, hey, pick any restaurant you wanted. Oh, we'd, that'd be a fun day. You're like, oh, here we go. Okay. You'd get excited. They just want genres. They just want, you know, the fair. Just tell me what the fair is, and I don't really care. You could take them to the one place. There's a couple in town that have, um, like, the nine-page menus. And there you go. Overwhelming with choices even when you get to the table. He uh, he finally made a decision, and it's going to be a good night. We're going to have fun. What style of food is it? It's a classic meat and potatoes, buddy. Okay. All right. I can respect that. It's uh yeah, he, he just was he was angling towards steaks. Hashtag respect my decision. All right. And so that's what he was doing, and I was like, Okay, well, you pick it. A former coach of uh No <laughs> There are a lot of steak places in, in and around the surrounding areas, yeah, yeah. Tom. Lots of them. So we'll we'll be at one of them. And I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to uh, to celebrating with him tonight. But anyhow, we'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. All right, all right, here we go. Tom, you and I have got to get our... Um, our prize picks in here. I know you've probably already done yours. I just did mine at spur of the moment. I'll do some more when I get a chance to go home and sit down and kind of think on it a little bit more. But spur of the moment, I found one that I loved. 
Ooh, all right. So, yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm in. So I'll tell you mine right now, and then you can post yours up here. Uh, but for this weekend, you know, Colorado is is terrible in really every facet of the game. And Bo Nix has had as good a season as uh, one could ever dream of him having, given his career prior to this season. He's been great. He's been nothing short of great. I think he'll throw for over 265 yards against Colorado. I took the over on his passing yards. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson has also been good this year for UCLA, and they're playing Arizona State. And while Arizona State has proven to be game, they fight, they don't stop a lot of people. Both teams will light up the scoreboard, and I went over his passing yardage total as well and combined it with Bo Nix. His total is 260, meaning Dorian Thompson-Robinson. That is my play. Two overs in passing yards for Bo Nix and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Look at you, Mr. Pac-12 today. Uh, well, you know, you're looking for passing yards. Here we go. I like that. I also like promo code WARCHANT if you go to prizepicks.com. Promo code WARCHANT indeed. Do it up. It's a little 100% matchy-match for you there. Up to 1,000. Up to is it? I think it's up to a thousand. Oh yeah. my! Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize it yeah. was that lucrative. Yeah, it is very. Lucrative. How about that? And mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll take your prize picks. It's on the bottom of Warchan TV. We'll wipe that down so mm-hmm. people can see the promo code. There it is. Yep. My pick for this week involves the Knolls again. Johnny Wilson under sixty receive. I mean, that could be one play in this game if they turn Johnny Wilson loose. I like it. If they come down into the box and they play seven around the line of scrimmage, that Miami that is, then Johnny's going way over this number. I don't think they will. It'll be a little bit harder for Johnny to get over the 57. He won't be able to do it one play like he did against Georgia Tech. He could. But he might. He still might because they don't have anybody that can guard a player like Johnny. And then I also went with Stetson Bennett under the 295 and I can a half. see that. I know Tennessee's defense is shaky, but yeah. He's cleared three bills a few times this season. I always like to look at trends to see if a player has actually gone to these numbers before. And Stetson's gone over 300. He did last week against Florida, completing 50% of his passes. Mm. Tennessee's defense has gotten better. They're they're better. We'll see. Their pressure rate is decent. They're getting healthier. All those things combined, I think if Georgia's going to win the game, it's going to be a combo. It's going to be balance on offense. It's not going to be on the arm of Stetson Bennett. They would be unwise to do that. So Johnny over 57.5 and Stetson Bennett under 295 and a half. All you can do is do your due diligence, your research, come up with the most logical combination, and have fun with it. And I think I like the way you went about that, but uh, all right, we'll, we'll see what happens. I I would guess, uh, you know, I saw where Jordan Travis, his passing yardage, did you look that up? Yeah, it's 260.5, yeah. yeah. Huh. I was like, eh, Steel trap. Yeah. Well, I was thinking to myself, 260.5, I wish you could watch the first play. And then bet it, yeah. yeah. So the guess is, do we spread them out and chuck it, or do you decide to line up and run it? and Or do you spread them out and run it? I mean, like, there's... Well, I, I think it'll be dictated by what they do. You know, so sure. if we... Let's just say we're three wide, and you got Cam near the line of scrimmage and running... Do they have six in the box with the trailing guy? Like, do they play it and line up the way they did against North Carolina? If they do, then the Jordan 260.5 is going to be tough. You, he could still do it. But I would favor the ground game. And what's interesting about the Florida State-Miami game is Miami has no players at quarterback and running back. I don't even think at receiver listed for passing and all the yardages because they don't know who the quarterback is. Yeah, it's hard to bet when you don't know who's throwing the ball. They don't know who the lead back is going to be. And then for us, we don't have any of the running backs in prize picks this week because Treshawn Ward is healthier. So who is going to get the lion's share of carries? We're impossible to figure out. You know, if I said... Leading rusher for Florida State has 15 carries. It could be Trey Benson. It could be Treshawn Ward. You I got know. a question for you. Jaden Daniels, 215 and a half passing yards against Bama. 
enticing. I didn't touch it. I wondered if you looked at it. I had it. Uh, <laughs> in, it was in the queue for a, for a three three X play. Yeah, and yeah. I just decided I don't know. Hey, have fun watching that war uh, between Liberty and, and Arkansas. By the way, that'll be a fun game. Just a sneaky fun game. I, it was not on my radar. Well, and I picked Liberty getting 14 points against Arkansas. Oh, that's so right. It should be on my radar. Forgive me. Play yeah, the siren I, for I, it. Yeah, I uh, I took that game. It's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and it's probably a game of interest. By the way, for those wondering, Tom told you Stetson Bennett's numbers in the quote-unquote game of the century. Hinden Hooker's number is 285.5. That is weighty. But that offense has been magnificent and if they uh, are going to win the game they're going to have to ride his arm and legs and him being brilliant it's it's a Heisman moment for him I if I had to play that I would play the over because if you look at pressure rate Georgia's not that great at getting to the quarterback they're just really good across the board but in terms of bringing the quarterback to the ground they're not what they were last year so if Hendon Hooker has time they're going to generate open looks down the field but I stayed off it because weird stuff can happen Tennessee could play outside of their normal selves because they know how big this opportunity is. They play to protect instead of to attack. We've seen how that affects us. Could you imagine if we were ranked like fifth in the country because we won those three games in a right, row? Right, right. We could, you know, Tennessee could lay an egg tomorrow. They could. I hope they do. Of course you do. Uh, <laughs> I hope they do. My friends at Tallulah, I want to thank you for sponsoring the final segment. Always enjoy the, uh, the offerings of Tallulah. I floated. I loved it. Can't wait to get back. There's a <laughs> look at how cute they are. Every time we show this graphic, they get cuter. Oh my goodness gracious! I want that uploaded for tomorrow's watch along for touchdowns. Oh, how good is that? So we have the pregame show, Tom. You and I we do, do. six thirty, and that'll be fun. Six thirty to seven thirty. Yeah, you clock out at seven thirty, right? You're mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Yep. People <laughs> were wondering in the chat. Yeah, clocking out. Um, and I'm looking forward to pacing. And being worried, and uh, despite the fact that I took forty-one seventeen, here I am telling you that I will be nervous, nervous, nervous tomorrow, and I will be, because I just I think this game is important. I mean, I, we're whittling it down here in the final segment. I, I think it's very important. We'll talk about this tomorrow on the pregame show, but it is important for Mike Norvell. It's important for this is not. I, I don't want to go down the path of negativity because I think they're going to win. But obviously you do consider the consequences if they don't. And it makes me nervous because I think it will affect their uh, psyche moving forward. One loss could quickly become two because you're down after a road game that you're favored in. You go and end up in Syracuse and you're flat. You could find yourself reeling a little bit, and that ain't good for nobody. So we got to really hope. Hey, Noel Kev, appreciate you. So you're saying verse could fall back to the area of my division-leading Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) Well played. Woo! South Florida Noel, please tell Coach Mike Norvell that before the game, do not let his players go to midfield. I think that works against this particular team of his. Instead, have them take victory laps with Superman capes. That's well done. I agree with you. I, they can't fall for the okey-doke here, man. You cannot get drawn into an emotional exchange before the game. Uh, you can be intensely focused. You can be ready to play. You can play with great, uh, I think, you know, not enthusiasm, because I, I think you got to be careful about you know too much energy expenditure, expenditure early. But I do believe that you can be as intense and focused as you want to be. You still get drawn into the extracurricular stuff that, if you're Miami, you would be wise to try to get them to do. We fell for it last year against Florida. 
and I thought it affected the way we played. So I, I agree with South Florida and Older. That's solid. I agree. We should do a probable, shouldn't we? I mean, you're not out of it yet. That was a toughie last night. It was a great game, though. I mean, if you just like baseball, and I do. I, I'm rooting for our boys just because I want to see Director Matthews Phillies win it, but they should have won it on uniform principle alone. Oh, that you're willing to roll that out during the World Series. How great are they? Yeah, I know. I agree. You ready? All right, cue it up, and I'll uh, I'll read you the uh, probable for the game that the Phillies will win to force Game Seven. It's time for how you say the pitching probables. Little Samuel Reed music action. Phillies are going to throw Zach Wheeler on Saturday. Hopefully that doesn't happen in the red zone tomorrow. And the Astros will throw Fomber Valdez, and he's been really good. Come on, Phillies. I want to see a game seven. And that's a look at those that shall reside of the bump. Uh, no, I'm not gonna. Guys, we can come on, Phillies. It's not over yet. It is not over yet. Hang in there. You still can believe. I saw the dejected face of Director Matthew as he came in this morning, this afternoon, I should say. Saddened me to the core. Well, I know how hard it is to to have a team in a position to win a championship. And I know the nerves that are accompanied with that. Like when the Bucks were playing in the Super Bowl, remember how nervous we were because you don't know when you're getting back. I was so thankful for the Waste Management Tournament that day. That helped pass the time. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have just been, I don't know what, would have walked out of town and back. I, I pace, pace, pace on big games like this with Miami. I, I do. I end up... I'll go play basketball with my kids outside, and we'll go do a bunch of different things and try to be active, watch a lot of games. Suck it, Canes. That's right. That's right. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow on the pregame show. Peace.